0: This time on the Magic Kitchen Podcast, we're going to talk about the importance of practicing what you learn. I'm Leander Witchwood. And I'm Elise Wells. And welcome to the Magic Kitchen Podcast, where we talk about magic, kitchen witchcraft, herbs, and everything in between. Last time on the Magic Kitchen podcast, we discussed the importance of educating yourself. Uh, Elise Wells is again with me, and this time we're going to talk about practicing what you learn. And I think this is an important topic because it's so easy to read a book or take a class or a workshop and then just kind of put it off to the side and forget about it. What are your thoughts, Elise?
1: Yeah, or... Um, on the other side, sometimes you pushed off to the side because you don't feel like it's actually time to start or you're not, maybe you're not qualified or maybe you'll mess it up, whatever that means, whatever that ramification is that you assume is going to happen. Um, I know those are a lot of the common fears and I know I had most of those sometimes still do when it's something new or out of my comfort zone. But yeah, you got to just do it.
0: Definitely. Like Shia LaBeouf says. Yeah. Definitely. And I found when I started practicing what I learned, all of a sudden I gained a new perspective and appreciation for it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example right off the top of my head. I don't have one <laughs> because yeah. that's how I roll.
1: <laughs> I was so nervous about like making a circle. I don't know why. Mm. I just the Jessel and Wittershins thing, yeah. like clockwise versus uh anti-clockwise yeah. I always was confused on like what if I mess this up and I invoke some like I got really into my head about like what can go wrong right and I was afraid to cast a circle and then I started I really wish I could remember which book said to do this but one book said to just cast your circle and sit in it don't actually yeah. do anything just start by casting a circle on your own alone quietly, peacefully outside if you can and sit there and get used to the way that energy feels. And it was once I did that,
0: I felt better. Yeah. And then I I feel like that was my start. I, I think I was somewhere similar with that one. Uh, I was always taught. Well, OK, so I did a lot of book learning when I first started out solitary. Then I started practicing with groups and I found a teacher later on who really like gave me the nitty gritty of what. It meant to practice and I didn't understand any of it until I found this teacher <laughs> and she, you know, sat down with me and did, did something similar like what you're talking about, like casting the circle and just sitting in it. But she had me do a little bit more with that. So she would have us, the group, our, our class, cast the circle, sit in it for a while and then get up and walk out of it and then go back into it. And then she would have us walk the perimeter of it, inside and outside. So she would have us literally sense and feel the entirety of the circle so that we could understand that there is a barrier there. You're creating an energetic barrier. So that barrier is either containing, concealing, or protecting. And so she would have us do different types of circles. So not just cast any old circle like she – she would have us cast a protective circle okay now cast a circle that's intended for magical workings that's going to contain the energy and then later release it and that's when I discovered that when you cast a circle there's temperature differences there's energy differences like maybe my ears would ring in a certain circle but when I stepped out of it my ears weren't ringing anymore that sort of thing and you don't get that from a book (laughs) yeah
1: yeah that's really awesome I feel like casting circles is something too. Like I've seen in some books, they're like, Oh, it's optional. Mm. Maybe you don't call it casting a circle, but you have to prepare a sacred space. Yeah. I think that that's the first practice anyone should begin with. Like yeah. you don't need anything to do it. You don't need to have an athame or a broom or a wand or incense. Even honestly, you really can not just go in bare bones. Yeah, you can. And
0: and yeah, you don't have to have a circle. Uh, if, I know in, it, it, traditionally the circle idea is a Wiccan practice. It's a hermetic practice. It's it's one of those practices that comes from old magic or more um, higher magic, I guess. But it's become more of a, an everyday practice. So it's not considered so much of a high magic practice anymore. But yeah. there are plenty of witches out there who don't believe in Casting circles or it's just not their part of their practice their sacred space is wherever the heck they are so really Mm -hmm. they become that magical barrier they become the field around them becomes their own magical circle it's just not necessarily called that and discovering those little nuances those little tiny differences of energy and and practice and thought formation it makes a huge difference when you get down into it yeah
1: (laughs) um when you have the inclination to do something magical. Sometimes we don't know how to go about it. Maybe we don't even have a goal in mind, but we just want to do something to connect with deity or with the other side or with our inner child. And by starting there with meditation or grounding and or making a circle, casting a circle, cleansing a sacred space, whatever you call it, I think that's that's almost like, when you're thirsty, go for water instead of soda, or when you're hungry, like drink water first and see if you're actually hungry. Like, you know, sometimes there's those tips that we give each other in the real world. I think that should be the witch or pagan version of that. Like, have you cleansed your space? Have you grounded? (laughs) Like, and then look for what you need to do. Like start there always, and then add to it scaffold on top as you move into your craft. Yeah, I agree. If you're just starting out.
0: And i and I think it's easy for us to forget that there there is no one and only way to do anything this isn't a be- all end all it's not mm-hmm. you know Elise and I practice very differently from one another
1: yeah and, it doesn't sound like it but yeah we do <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's okay and that's and that. I think there's too much of this. Well, I, I do it my way, and that's the way only way to do it, and that's not true. Um, a, a great example was recently. We were in a ritual together, Elise, <laughs> and the officiant of the ritual didn't realize that there were other ways to do what was going on and calling the quarters and certain things. There were there was different ways to do it. He was so amazed, and I I don't know how long he's been practicing, but it was in dis- in talking with him he had no idea that there were different invocations there were different ways to call the quarters and deity and light candles and and perform ceremonies because he had only been doing it the way he was taught to do it right so when we yeah. practice what we learn and even if it's something we learn that is outside of our scope of our tradition or um <sighs> what we're taught by our priestesses and and priests or maybe even what we're taught by our family. When we read something and they give us a new perspective, go try it. And not just, you know, oh, I'm going to try it once and see how it goes. Like, give it a good 30-day try. And that was something that I try to do every single time. And it was, again, taught to me way back when, (laughs) when I was exploring this path is, and I'm still exploring this path. You don't stop. You don't ever stop exploring. And you'll find that there's so many different practices out there that maybe you had a misunderstanding about, but once you can actually dig into it and do it, then there's something that unveils itself and becomes unique to your perspective.
1: So when you begin practicing or continue practicing, maybe this is something you've been at for a long time, it's important to have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we find ourselves taking ourselves too seriously, taking magic too seriously, taking our craft too seriously, taking our bookshelves too seriously, <laughs> <laughs> taking our social media too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's a retrograde as we record this on Mercury retrograde, so it's yes. important to. Uh, you know remember communication and it's okay not to take any of it too seriously really yeah. Um, but it's important to keep that sense of humor instead it's easy to fall into the defense of what you know is right mm. or or even the defense of people that you know or respect or teachers that you know and respect or mm. authors but keep a sense of humor about what you do like mm. I think the Fey really serve that purpose. Yes, like they keep us honest and they keep us, ironically, human. I guess yes. like they're like, ah, no, you're just a little Earthling. Please,
0: chill. <laughs> Let me remind you of <laughs> your place in this universe.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they knock us down a peg and yeah, put us do. in our place, and that's that's why we love them, right? Oh yeah,
0: and 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 I really believe that the gods have a sense of humor too. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've seen the platypus. I don't know <laughs> the giraffe. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> But there is a lot of humor out there. You know, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. and I probably will after we're done recording this, of course. But I know there's been plenty of times where I'm so into my ritual. I'm so focused and I'm so serious about it. And I look over and, you know, my dog is looking at me stupid and giving me a weird face (laughs) or... I put the card that I was focusing on on the altar upside down or sideways, and I meant to prop it up properly. You know, there's little things, the little things that you notice that you know the gods are speaking to you and saying, you know what? Ha, huh, lighten up a little bit. It's okay. And I think that's a a huge message because there's so much seriousness out there. But this is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be engaging and inspiring. It's supposed to be enlightening. Yet the whole path is not meant to be this linear you know, buttoned up collar type of thing. Mm -hmm. We are meant to have fun with it. We're meant to display ourselves in our entirety. And that ranges from being very serious to very playful and giddy and um, being sorrowful to having laughter and joy. So don't nail yourself down with just the, idea well this is how it has to be and it has to be this way and it can only be this Mm -hmm. way because the gods are going to trip you up and they're going to show you that it can be another way
1: yeah and i feel like too when we're officially in ritual you know when we officially light all the candles one for every quarter one for god one for god it's like we start to feel very somber yeah and like you know that's that's probably depending how you grew up i grew up Mm -hmm. greek orthodox um most people i know who grew up catholic and Mm -hmm. became pagans like They kind of are the same way. Like, they're like, how many candles can I fit on this thing? Like, that's just like, it's in in us to do that. But it doesn't have to be so somber. That's why we're not Greek Orthodox anymore. And I
0: think (laughs) you're right. I think that comes from our um, social and sometimes our religious coding that has been put into our mind since day one. Is that you walk into the house of God, you must be serious. Mm -hmm. And I... I had a hard time believing that when I was Christian, (laughs) that you always have to be serious and it always has to be this super uber, you know, because the only way you can show respect, that was the message I got. The only way you can show respect is by being uber, uber, ultra serious. No laughter, no play, no, you know, jokes. I don't know. No comfortable clothing. Right. Right. (laughs) Don't be comfortable. Don't be. Don't be happy. Don't be jovial. And I think that's the wrong tactic because life is not meant to be this depressing thing all the time. And I think we send ourselves into the depression when we think that's all we can have for ourselves. And our Mm -hmm. practice should have be fun. It should have moments of play and laughter and jokes. And, you know, you should be able to look at the work you do and go, oh, crap, I screwed that up, and laugh at yourself. You know, it's, yeah. it doesn't mean that, you know, you lit the candle at the wrong time. That means you're going to be forsaken. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. If you're genuine in your practice, as long as you're not being openly and blatantly disrespectful, I don't think, I don't know of any God that, you know, even some of the most serious ones, I don't think any of them would look at you and go oh well you're out yeah (laughs) your club membership has been revoked (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: your pagan card shredded (laughs) (laughs) i i couldn't agree more i had an experience and i wish i wish i could remember more fully like what happened but i was just like there's i think when you do ritual a long time it's like you almost get into the like The cadence of saying it more than like remembering what you're saying so like especially calling the quarters because you do those eight times by the end of each ritual like i know that i i have had moments where i just am kind of going through the motions with it not even intentionally but like you know like in meditation when thoughts creep in there you're supposed to just let them pass through sometimes i don't do that and i'll let my voice keep talking Mm -hmm. and one time and I think I'm pretty sure it was Hecate just because I was burning her incense. And that's I, I was I was just calling on the goddess like and it was right at the beginning of the ritual. So I didn't actually get to invoke anyone too specific yet at this point. But as I'm talking, like I literally as I was saying, like one of the quarters, I switched the words around and I really wish I could remember how. <laughs> but I it was so like uh, stream of consciousness that I didn't I just realized I had done it and then i looked at my candles and i just felt this like like energy was kind of laughing at me like whoever was around me was like hey back to center what are you doing <laughs> like that's what it felt like like it literally felt like somebody was like you done okay let's get started <laughs> it was very like sassy yeah like that teacher we all Absolutely.
0: had one time <laughs> yeah. well and yeah, even the yeah. way i first met my patron it it he he was powerful and knocked me on my my ass literally and nearly had me in the emergency room because everybody thought I was having a heart attack <laughs> oh my gosh but when he came through he literally looked at me in the circle and gave me a smirk like eh, we're gonna do this and then pushed right through me just pushed all his energy straight through me and that's when I literally fell on the floor. And I'm looking around going, huh, huh, huh you know? But like <laughs> that's you know, he's this immensely powerful being. But at the same time, he's like, hey, watch this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he does it, you know, it's never like this scary thing. I don't ever think that anything I've ever done has truly offended my deities. I think they're like, you know what, you're human, you're gonna make mistakes, it's fine. Just don't keep blatantly doing it. Like learn from your mistakes. That's all they ever expected of me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's definitely how it feels. And like, it's like, that's why I use like the analogy of a teacher because that Mm. is really what's going on. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not laughing at you. Mm -hmm. It's laughing with you on your journey. Right. And I think of that moment often, like i really, it was, I said something like, And I'm just going through this or something like that. Like it was so like literally (laughs) Hecate was like, "Mm, this is what you're doing to you and me right now. (laughs) And after that, like I kicked my ass in gear. I actually restarted the, like I'm the type of person who never restarts something. I hate to even go back and edit things like as a writer, like I just am that kind of person. But I actually restarted the ritual that moment because I was like, okay, this was the clear message. That's what I'm supposed to do. And then it was a great ritual. I ended up having like an hour of meditation with the goddess there. And it it was awesome. It was a wonderful day. So I think that's the message that I was supposed to get. I don't think yes. anyone was upset with me. I think that was actually part of the ritual right. to have that realization.
0: Right. And and that's why you want to practice what you learn so that you get the messages yes. that you would miss otherwise, because if you're not in the middle of it, you're not really going, you're not experiencing it. You're just learning about it. You, you're getting, you're mm-hmm. only at a point when you're just learning and not doing, you're not getting the wisdom of it. You're just gaining yeah. the ability to regurgitate it. And that's I see a and lot of you don't of want to be passive no. in your own craft. Yes, very passive. I mean. Witchcraft is not passive. It's a very active and engaging. You must be engaged or you're just going through the motions. That's not yeah. OK. So this episode obviously is going to be very short, so we're going to wrap it up and just talk a little bit about what it means, again, to practice. You want to get yourself in the throes of it. So just in summary, just you want to read about it. You want to learn about it. You want to attend the workshop, attend the class, the retreat, whatever, wherever you're gaining your knowledge from. You want to then take it. And you want to start utilizing it. And maybe it's a daily practice. Maybe it's a weekly practice. And I think the the importance there is practice. What are your thoughts, Mm -hmm. Elise?
1: Yeah. And I always think of witchcraft in terms of what I'm doing, what I believe or how I believe or how I, I change my view of spirit and the way it affects our world and what energies really are and what happens when we die. All of those beliefs, the orthodoxy. The beliefs I have are secondary to what I'm practicing, to what I'm doing every day, and I will give the credit to Thorne Mooney. After that, I read a book. I noticed some conversation on this, but she talks about the difference between orthodoxic religions, like Christianity is orthodoxic, Islam is orthodoxic, Judaism is orthodoxic. It's what you believe is what matters. The belief in Christian in Jesus is what unites Christians, for example. But for witches. What unites us is what we do. It's being active. It's being politically engaged. It's recognizing our shared history as an oppressed people. It's recognizing that we have power within us to manifest change. It's not, it doesn't matter who my patron is and I can only have other pagan friends who have the same patron. Like it doesn't come up. In fact, I don't, I don't know who your patron is. I don't know who many of my friends patrons are because that's a very personal thing. It's up to them to share that. So As an orthopraxic religion or path or belief system, whatever you want to call your craft, witchcraft is about doing. So whether that's starting your first circle tonight, cleansing your first space, going to that book that you had read and you skipped over the meditations because you thought, oh, I'll go back to those. (laughs) Actually go back to them and do it. Just get started.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. And I'm guilty of that. I I think all of us are like you read the meditation You are like, oh, I can do that Mm -hmm. later. Uh, But the key part of practicing is going back and actually doing it. And, you know, I will I will walk my talk. And when we get off of here from recording, I am going to go back through some of my classes that I've been neglecting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me, too. Let's make a pact. I'm going to do that, too. I'm going to meditate today and actually use one from the books. Awesome. (laughs) Because I've done
0: that. Definitely. Let's do it. All right. (laughs) Thank you for joining me in this episode. Please visit my website, leandrawitchwood.com, to sign up for my newsletter and stay up to date on new episodes, articles, and more. Blessed be.